good evening. You guys are stuck with me tonight. Sorry. <laughs> and yes, I'm still nervous. So, so for the past couple of weeks, we've heard Kristen talk about Abel showing us a life of faith that starts with the attitude of our hearts. Enoch, by faith, he was able to walk with God. Noah, by faith, he was obedient. The common factor here is their faith. It's definitely their faith. The hall of faith. Hebrews 11. So tonight we're going to learn a little bit about Abraham and Isaac. We've all heard the story. Abraham goes up and says, okay, I'll kill my son. Because God told him to. What you need to do is understand it's by faith that Abraham offered to do that. That offered Isaac as a sacrifice. It certainly wasn't Abraham's thing. Abraham didn't say, oh, let's see, what am I going to do today? I'm just going to offer my son as a sacrifice. He was commanded by God. He was told, this is what you need to do. So let's turn to Hebrews 11, 17 through 19. That's it up there. Okay. It was by faith that Abraham offered Isaac as a sacrifice when God was testing him. Abraham, who had received God's promises, was ready to sacrifice his only son, Isaac. Even though God had told him, Isaac is the son through whom your descendants will be counted. Abraham reasoned that if Isaac died, God was able to bring him back to life again. Amen. And in a sense, Abraham kind of did that. I mean, God did receive, bring him back. Abraham received studying his son back from the dead. I'll get there eventually. <laughs> the sacrifice of Isaac put Abraham to his most agonizing test of faith. A test that was designed not to produce faith, but to reveal faith. Because all along, Abraham's been tested. The product of faith has been going on and on and on. God slowly built Abraham piece by piece step by step, year by year, into a man of faith. So this test was not to produce his faith. His faith was already there. It was to reveal the faith that Abraham had. When God first called Abram to leave his family in his native country, he only partially obeyed. He went as far as Haran, but his father went with him. Only after his father's death and subsequent call of God did Abraham fully obey. When he finally got to Canaan, there was famine. Without seeking God, Abram went down to Egypt, where he failed by passing off Sarah as his sister. Again, little steps of faith. He didn't, fa he didn't succeed every task. He failed. He failed quite often. But he failed little pieces at a time. That's how God builds all of us. We didn't just wake up and say, okay, I accept Christ. I am strong in my faith. He has to test us. He has to allow us to grow in our faith. Faith is not something that you just get because you'll wake up and you've accepted Christ. Abraham and Isaac is a story without precedent or parallel in the Old Testament. It was without precedent because God had never demanded a human sacrifice. It was unparalleled because no one else had ever been commanded to do it. God told Abraham, take your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love. Now, this is the first time love was mentioned in the Old Testament. And 
Then he tells him, go to the region of Moriah. Significantly, God called Isaac your only son, when in fact Abraham, we know, actually had another son, Ishmael. But he didn't count in God's eyes. He didn't count in Abraham's eyes, because it really wasn't truly Sarah's son. That was another test of faith that he had failed. He went and slept with her, and therefore had a son, Ishmael. Sarah said, do it. He did it. It was wrong, but that, again, was a test of faith. Each step that he failed grew his faith stronger. So, in Genesis 21-12, I know I skipped the verse. Isabel, sorry. <laughs> Abraham, in Genesis 21-12, but God told Abraham, do not be upset over the boy and your servant. Do whatever Sarah tells you, for Isaac is the son of whom your descendants will be counted. <clears throat> it's kind of tough to think about. You have a son with somebody, but he doesn't count. By God's standards, he doesn't count. Because God already promised you. And keep that in mind. God promised Abraham that he was going to have a son who was going to be, bring all these descendants about, and they were going to name him Isaac. God's got a son named Ishmael. You know that it had to cross his mind when he was listening to God with this whole thing. It had to cross his mind that God told me Isaac is the one to bring, my, bring the descendants about. God is the one, that, Isaac is the one that's going to take care of everything. He's going to produce all these offspring. So you have to wonder what was he thinking at that time. I believe, and a lot of scholars believe, that he, his faith was so strong that he believed that no matter what God told him to do with his son, it was going to be fine. Because he was either going to raise him from the dead or whatever he was going to do. Somehow God was going to keep his word because God always keeps his word. 1 Corinthians 10.13 says, No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will provide a way out so that you can endure it. Genesis 22.2 says, Sacrifice him. There is a burnt offering on one of the mountains I will tell you about. Why do you think God gave Abraham a three-day journey? He didn't tell him exactly where he's going. To one of the mountains. Just go. I believe that it was a test of his faith again. Three days. Abraham had to be intentional. He had to be deliberate, believing, and trusting in God the entire time. Three days is a long time to walk to an unknown place to offer up your beloved son that you love as a sacrifice. Three days to contemplate what you're going to do. Three days to choose to turn around and tell God, yeah, I just can't do that. Or three days to say, you know what? I know that I know that I know that God is going to keep his word. So I'm going to do what God has asked me to. I'm going to offer my son as a sacrifice. I don't think I could have done that. I have a lot of faith. But I don't think I could have offered my kids. 
But Abraham had more faith. Abraham trusted God to keep his word. Genesis 17, 19, and 21 says, Then God said, Yes, but your wife Sarah will bear you a son, and you will call him Isaac. I will establish my covenant with him as an everlasting covenant for his descendants after him. But my covenant I will establish with Isaac, whom Sarah will bear to you by this time next year. When he finished speaking with Abraham, God went up from him. That's truly a test of faith. Now, 1 Peter 1.7 says, We will be tested. These trials will show that your faith is genuine. It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold. <coughs> Excuse me. 1 Corinthians 10.13 No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. Do you know the difference between a temptation and a test? A temptation tricks you into sin. A temptation is about sin. God does not tempt us. He doesn't put sin in front of us and say, here, now stay away from it. Our sinful nature, nature is what causes us to sin. It's not God. He never stands there and says, oh, I'm going to just put that, that whatever your you know, downfall is, I'm going to put that right in front of you and expect you to stay away from it. He tests us, but we get told we're going to get tested. But temptation is different than a test. When Abraham looked up, oh, sorry, I skipped it. Abraham took Isaac, his two servants, and a donkey and set off for the 50-mile journey. When they arrived, Abraham ordered the servants to wait with the donkey while he and Isaac went up to the mountain. He told the men in Genesis 22:5, We will worship and then we will come back to you. Isaac asked his father where the lamb was for the sacrifice, and Abraham answered that the Lord would provide the lamb. Abraham was then bound Isaac with ropes and placed him on the stone altar. Just as Abraham raised the knife, the angel of the Lord called out to Abraham and said, Stop, do not harm him. Think about it. Abraham was ready to kill his own, to sacrifice his own son. He wasn't stopping. He wasn't hesitating. He didn't say, yeah, God, I don't know if I want to do this. I don't think I can do this. Abraham just picked up the knife and was ready to slay him. And the angel stopped him. The angel of the Lord called out to him, do not harm the boy. The angel said he knew that Abraham feared the Lord because he had not withheld his only son. When Abraham looked up, he saw a ram in a thicket. And that became the sacrifice. In Genesis 22, 16 to 18, it says, I swear by myself, declares the Lord, that because you have done this and you have not withheld your son, your only son, I will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore. Your descendants will take possession of the cities of their enemies and through your offspring, all nations on earth will be blessed because you have obeyed me. 
You don't get faith by sitting around. You don't get faith by just talking about it. You don't get faith by reading a book. You don't get faith by just reading the Bible. Faith is a muscle. It develops by being used. The more you use your faith, the more it gets stretched and strengthened. The more it gets stretched and strengthened, the more God is able to bless your life. The more you are walking a living testimony to the grace and mercy of God and the faithfulness of God. But it comes a little at a time. Imagine if you just were to pick up this huge toolbox with 200 pounds of tools in it and you've never picked up anything heavy before. Could you do it? It'd be really tough. So that's where all these little tests come in. Each one is like a tool you put in the toolbox. God keeps placing the tools in. So that as you build up the muscle to pick up the toolbox, it's not so tough. By the time God has gotten you where he wants you, at that stage, you're able to pick up that amount of tools. Keep working at it. Keep stretching those muscles. Eventually, you can pick up that 250-pound toolbox and think nothing of it. Because you've stretched your faith. You've taught that God has allowed you to be tested all along, to build that faith. As I said, it just doesn't come by reading the Bible. It doesn't come by talking to your friend. It doesn't come by just being. Faith is something that you have to practice. You have to learn. You have to work at it. God tests us all the time. Everything could be considered a temptation if we yield to temptations. But remember, God does not tempt us. He tests us. But the, the dictionary definition of temptation is a fundamental desire to engage in short-term urges for enjoyment that threaten long-term goals. God doesn't do that to us. God does not set us up to fail. God sets us up to win. So if we're being tested and we sin under that testing, we can't blame God. He's provided us a way out. You either pick, if you're an alcoholic, you either pick up the bottle or you don't. Again, that's your choice. But God has provided you a way out. He's provided you a way, an access door to stay away from whatever sin it is that's tempting you. God allows tests in our life to reveal the level of our faith, to help us grow into the strength of our faith, and that allows others to see God's mercy, His grace, and His unrelenting love for us. Not everybody, but most everybody here knows Dale. And I got her permission first. <laughs> Dale's been battling cancer for quite a while. We've watched her go through chemotherapy, radiation, day-long surgeries that should have just been shorter surgeries. We've watched her go through trial after trial after trial. But every time, her faith stays strong. Every time, her faith gets stronger stronger. Sometimes the trials that we go through are not for us. Watching Dale go through 
this cancer treatment and no resolution yet. Can't she still has cancer? Watching her go through this, the people at her work have seen her faith and comments on her faith. It strengthened them. The people in her neighborhood have seen her faith. It strengthens them. Sometimes the tasks and trials we go through are not for us. Sometimes they're for others to see God in our lives and how we react to these things. I can tell you that when my neighbors found out that I had MS, several of them said, she'll handle it. She has God. She has faith. Some of my neighbors, two of them, said, wow, what are you going to do? So what do you mean, what am I going to do? I have MS, no big deal. Some days are good, some days are not. Yeah, but what are you going to do? You're going to take all those medicines and you're going to do this? And I said, no, I have faith. I trust that whatever this is for, God is going to use it to glorify them. I'm not going to sweat the small stuff, so to speak. Because this is not my permanent home. That's what Abraham knew. Trust God with everything. That can be tough to do. As I said, I can trust him with myself. I can trust him with my MS. I don't know that I could have trusted him with my grandsons. I don't know that my faith is that strong. Abraham's was. Abraham said, okay, I'll do it. But Abraham was built that way. Slowly, step by step step. Abraham did not blindly take a leap of faith. Rather, he thought about God's attributes and character. He's loving, just, mighty, never deceives us. He's faithful to keep his covenant. He keeps his promises. He promised Abraham that in Isaac, Abraham's descendants would be numbered. Isaac didn't have any children, so he had to go through his mind. If God really wants me to kill Isaac, he's going to bring him back from the dead. There was no doubt in Abraham's mind. As I said, I don't think I could do that. I don't know if any of us can. But that's where God is building our faith, step by step by step. God had earlier promised Abraham that he would make a great nation of him through Isaac. Forced Abraham to either trust God with what mattered most to him or to distrust God. Abraham chose to trust and obey. Abraham told his servants, we will come back to you. There was no hesitation. There was no doubt. He knew. He told his servants. We are going to go up and praise God and we will come back. That shows his faith. What do we do to increase our faith? What can we do to increase our faith? How do we strengthen our resolve to trust more in God? There's got to be something. Part of it, yes, you have to read your Bible. You have to get in a relationship. 
It's got to be a one-on-one -on -one relationship with God. And you have to learn to trust Him. God is not going to tempt you. God is only going to test you. Temptation comes from Satan. Testing comes from God. So what are you going to start doing to help stretch your faith? One of the things you can do, besides being in your Bible every day, is be in relationships with people. Get in a Bible study. Get in a group setting. Come here. Fellowship with people. That helps build your faith. That also shows others where your faith is. You know, people are watching all of us. They're watching you at work. They're watching you at work. Because we all talk a really good game. I trust God. But what they're really waiting to see is to see us fall. We have to be here for one another. We have to keep each other from falling. And when it gets tough, like Sunday, come to Bible study. Or not Bible study, come to our prayer room. Come say, you know what? I'm having a struggle. I'm struggling with this. Help me build my faith. Help me be more faithful to God. God gives us so many opportunities to stretch each other, to strengthen each other. We need to take those opportunities, but to do that means you have to fellowship. So come to the Sunday prayer groups. Come to Bible studies. And when you need help, call on one of your brothers or sisters. Talk to them. Say, look, I'm struggling. I'm having a tough time. I need you to pray with me. I need you to just listen. Faith takes time. It's a step-by-step process. Abraham and Isaac. Isaac had faith in his dad. He didn't question him. He just said, where's the, the sacrifice? Abraham's the God of provider. And he did. But Abraham blindly went where God told him to go. He didn't question him. He didn't hesitate. I want to have that kind of faith. I hope you all want to have that kind of faith. So what do we need to sacrifice in our lives to follow God more closely? To blindly trust Him and to have faith that whatever He asks us to do, we can do. So I think today God is challenging you to find a way to take a step up in your faith. Take a leap of faith. For some it might just be a tiny step. For some it might be a, a leap. But find where, where you're struggling and take that step of faith. I promise you God's not going to fail you. He didn't fail Abraham. He didn't fail any of us. We fail ourselves because we forget to rely on God. Heavenly Father, we just thank you today for your word. We thank you for just who you are. Your word always comes true. Your word is always, always kept. We never have to question it. We never have to question you. 
Father, I ask that you just help us grow in our faith. Help us become faithful so that others can see your grace, your mercy, and the wonder of who you are. Father God, we just love you so much, and I just ask that you strengthen everybody here. Remind them that faith is a process, step by step, and that you will never leave them and you will never forsake them. Thank you for allowing us to grow in you.